Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with officiant Rini Silverman, who does weddings at Walt Disney World, about a lot of the questions that brides and grooms have when they get to the stage of planning where they need to select an officiant. So she's going to talk a little bit about the different types of ceremonies that she offers and give you some tips that you can use when you are trying to narrow down the list and choose the officiant who's the right fit for your event. Welcome, Rini. Thanks, Carrie, for having me on the show. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that you found me uh, because I've done a good number of Disney weddings, although I'm not on their officiant list. So I'm thrilled that you found me. Well, I'm so glad you were able to chat with me today because I know you have an interesting perspective. You've done some different types of weddings at Disney that we're going to talk about in a minute. And it's a good alternative for someone who is looking for something maybe a little bit more customizable. But let's start with how you got started officiating weddings at Walt Disney World. Okay. Well, it all started back in 2007. A couple contacted me about a an escape wedding at Disney Seabreeze Point at Disney's Boardwalk. And up until then, I really didn't know that Disney did a whole lot of weddings, so I was kind of surprised to be contacted by them. Uh, I worked with them on their ceremony, and on the day of the wedding, I arrived about an hour early, met with the Disney coordinator, and I just absolutely loved the way the whole process of coordinating the wedding went. Everything from the processional to the violinist to just the timing and the precision of everything that helped make the wedding run so smoothly. That's something, in my opinion, that's very important. And I was very impressed with that, and I asked the coordinator at that time how I could get on the Disney officiant list or how I could become an officiant for Disney. And what she told me was that even back in 2007, there was no room at the time on their officiant list, but that I could keep in touch with them. So since 2007, I have kept in touch with them repeatedly about every three to four months. And even though all that time has gone by, they still have not had a single opening on their wedding officiant list. However, I am on their commitment ceremony list, so I'm hopeful that at some point they'll have an opening on their wedding officiant list and I'll be able to be on both lists. Well, the interesting thing is Disney has these lists of recommended vendors for hair and makeup and for officiants. And with the one exception of escape weddings, where if you use an officiant who's not on their list, the officiant you bring counts toward the very small 18 guest limit. Otherwise, there's really no added inducement for choosing from their list, like for a wishes event or for a memories collection event. You can choose any officiant you want, and it doesn't affect anything about Disney's process. So, That's correct. Um, what they Disney says is there's different types of officiants for different types of brides. Here's our list of what we suggest or people who have officiated a lot of weddings at Disney, but you are free to choose your own officiant. 
Right. So now what would you find that sets a Disney wedding apart from other off-property weddings you've officiated? Well, I've officiated a lot of off-property weddings, many more than I have Disney weddings. And I will tell you that there is one big difference at Disney that differentiates it from off-property weddings, and that is the Disney magic. Uh, the only way to really get that Disney magic, Carrie, is to have your wedding on Disney property. Uh, from the moment you step on the property, there's just that magic feeling that you can't replicate anywhere else. In addition, the staff at Disney truly do have a magical touch that they bring to the wedding ceremony. They're 100% dedicated to making the process pleasant and easy from reserving the date to the end of the event. And I think that their philosophy of fairy tale weddings really is true. Disney fairy tale weddings is a one-stop shop for the most part. And I think that's something that makes the process much easier and less stressful for couples. And also, of course, adds to that feeling of magic that everything just unfolds naturally. Disney, because Disney is a destination wedding for so many people, what strategies do you have for connecting with a couple in a meaningful way when you maybe haven't met them in person or if you're lucky you've gotten to meet them in person once, but how do you connect with them so that they really feel like you are personalizing their experience? That's a good question, Carrie. Uh, most couples find me via the internet they find me either through a wedding website like The Knot or Wedding Wire. A lot of them find me through a Google search. Once they find me and by the time they contact me, they've usually read my reviews on Wedding Wire or The Knot or they've been to my website, which gives a tremendous amount of information out about my services, about how I enjoy customizing each ceremony to the couple, how, how passionate I am about what I do. So they already kind of have a feeling of knowing me before they even contact me. It's almost like they want to confirm, well, is this person really who she says she is <laughs> when they get in touch with me? Usually what a couple will say is, well, we're having a Disney wedding. We've found you because we've contacted the other officiants on the Disney list, and, and they're wonderful people, but we're, we want to find the right fit. And we're wondering, after we've seen your website and read your reviews, we're wondering and thinking that you might be the right fit. Now, it's not saying by any stretch that the officiants on Disney's list aren't amazing. They certainly are, but there's a lot of different styles of officiant, and finding the right fit can be a challenge, especially from a distance. Yeah, I think it's like anything. I mean, you want a DJ who's going to understand your style. You want a hair and makeup artist who is doing the look you want, you know. Right. So from there, what we usually do is one of two things. Either we can set up a Skype conference, which I absolutely love because it really allows me to interact with the couple and for them to see me and for me to see them. Or we set up a phone conversation, which can also be very good, although it's not as good as a Skype meeting. Or if they're coming into town, maybe for a tasting or something like that, we set up an in-person meeting. By talking with a couple on the phone or via Skype or via an in-person meeting, I really get to know the couples that I work with. And I feel that this is an essential element for having a wedding ceremony that feels warm and comfortable. 
when I meet with a couple, I ask them the standard questions, of course, how they met and how they fell in love and how they got engaged. But I also ask them a lot of questions about who they are as a couple. What do they enjoy doing together? What hobbies or interests they enjoy? What's, what's important to them for their wedding ceremony? Now, you understand this is not a short conversation. <laughs> However, it does lay the groundwork for getting to know each other, which to go back to your question is something that's really, really meaningful to a, a, a couple and to a wedding ceremony. Because in my opinion, a wedding ceremony is the most important part of the wedding day. It's the reason for the wedding day. And in order to give a couple the best experience and the warmest ceremony, there needs to be a fit, a good connection between them and their officiant. So once a couple's made their decision that they do want to work with me, I keep in constant touch with them, whether it's to work on their ceremony or sometimes just to say, hello, you know, how's it going? Because working on a customized ceremony is something that's truly a wonderful process. It's something like watching a flower bud and then bloom and then unfold. And in the end, the most important part is that it makes for a beautiful and wonderful and meaningful wedding day. So the process of putting a ceremony together and making sure you have the connection with that couple does take quite a while, but by the end, most couples and, and I are so comfortable with each other that we consider each other to be friends, and that's something that's a real honor and something that really does come across during the ceremony. That's great. Now, how do you tailor the ceremony to each couple? <laughs> that's a good question, Carrie, because I could talk about this part much longer than it would take for one podcast. So I'll try to be as brief as I can, but also let you know what the process is. This is where I feel like I truly offer a unique service to couples. My very strong belief and my philosophy is that a wedding ceremony is definitely not a one-size-fits-all event. Each couple has their own unique stories, their likes, their dislikes, their senses of humor, their hobbies, their interests, their family situations, and all of these, along with anything else that they'd like to have included in their wedding ceremony, can be included. So, as I said earlier, by knowing and getting to know each couple, I'm able to ask them and find out and incorporate what kinds of things are important to them make suggestions as to wording and elements that will make their ceremony very unique to them. The starting process involves offering ideas and samples and suggestions. Then, it can be anything, by the way, Carrie, from traditional to modern, from serious to humorous. There's no rule that says you can't have humor in your wedding ceremony. So the actual document that I send out to them has a tremendous amount of information. It's almost one of my brides printed it out, and it was almost 100 pages long. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of information and a lot of different styles and things because, again, there are different styles of brides and different kinds of styles of couples. So I also encourage couples to add to what I send them if they find something that they would like to include in their ceremony. So that's the beginning process. Once I hear back from a couple as to what they like, then I put together a first draft. Then we modify the draft from there to include the very personalized elements and wording that's going to make their ceremony uniquely theirs. 
And usually it takes several drafts until the ceremony is absolutely perfect, which is their goal and my goal as an officiant to make sure that their ceremony is exactly what they want it to be. Now, to give you one, a couple of examples, I had one couple who got married at Disney's Grand Floridian, and they were absolute roller coaster nuts and haunted mansion nuts. They both just absolutely, and she let me know from the get-go that they wanted those elements in their ceremony. So to be sure that, that I would be on the right page, I started researching verses about love being like a roller coaster. And I found several verses that had to do with that, and I sent them to them, and there was one that was just absolutely perfect to be included in their ceremony. Along with the roller coaster verse, I made several references in their ceremony about the Haunted Mansion playing a role in their relationship, including the fact that they had gotten engaged in the Haunted Mansion. The couple had even brought a ring box that looked like one of the stretch rooms in the Haunted Mansion. They had put their rings inside of the box, and during the ceremony, I opened the box and took out the rings at the appropriate time to be included in their ceremony. So it was really a very unique and wonderful touch. Even the bride had special roses ordered for her wedding that had kind of a black edge to them. They were red roses with a black edge. It was one of the most unique ceremonies I've ever done. Another very unique ceremony that I did on Disney property on the Swan Hotel had to do with a couple that were big Toy Story fans. In fact, the groom had proposed to the bride with a cupcake of Buzz Lightyear, and on Buzz Lightyear's finger, he was holding the engagement ring. So this couple wanted a wedding that would include a lot of Toy Story elements in it. So I worked very closely with them, and we had a ball working on their ceremony. One of the things they wanted also was guest involvement. So we came to one part of the ceremony where I asked the guests to stand up, and ask them to support and affirm their support of the couple by responding, we will, to infinity and beyond. And it was absolutely amazing because the guests all stood up and they said, we will, to infinity and beyond. But there was another component to this couple ceremony. I introduced one of the sections of the ceremony by using the wording, I wish I was a fairy godmother and I had a magic wand that I could wave over your heads and say from today on in, your married road together is going to be a smooth road with no bumps. And with that, one of the guests there who had a little girl with her, the little girl actually had a magic wand, picked up the magic wand and said, hey, wait a minute. Here's a magic wand for you. And she handed me the magic wand from this little girl. Aww. So it was totally an unscripted moment. And it was absolutely the most charming thing. And one of the things I've learned as an officiant is you have to think on your feet. So with that, I took the magic wand, said thank you. I waved the magic wand over the couple's head and said, well, this should smooth out those bumps in the road. And everybody just cracked up. So that was a lovely, lovely touch that added a real touch of unexpected magic to that couple's ceremony. So to go back, Carrie, each couple that I work with has a customized ceremony like this. Each ceremony takes a lot of work and a lot of love and a lot of time to complete. 
but the end result is something that's truly, really magical. That's wonderful. Now, you often see sand ceremonies or unity candles used in Disney weddings, and I was wondering what other types of ceremonies could couples add if they want to personalize their wedding? Well, Carrie, there are a lot of different customizations of ceremonies, such as sand ceremonies or unity candle ceremonies that can be added. The list is almost endless, and we can create pretty much any kind of ceremony that a couple wants. But let me give you a few examples here of of some standard additional ceremonies. One very popular ceremony right now is something called a ring warming ceremony. And depending on the number of guests, the ring warming can be done by either family members or it can be done by all the guests. What happens is is that a couple's wedding rings are placed in a pouch. I explained that what's very important to a couple is that they have the support of their family and friends and so they're going to pass around the rings in the pouch and ask each of you to take just a brief moment to make a wish or a blessing for the couple as they hold the rings and then pass them on to the next person. It's something that adds a very warm and personal touch to the beginning of a ceremony and also makes the guests feel like they're involved in the ceremony, which is also, again, something that makes a ceremony very warm and personal. So at the end, after all the guests have either blessed or warmed the rings, then the rings are passed back up to the front and then used, of course, for the ring exchange. That's something that a lot of couples don't know about, but I always suggest, especially if if their family and friends are very important to them and they want to make them feel involved in the ceremony. Talking about tailoring ceremonies, that's something that I always encourage a couple to do is to have their guests not just sit back and be passive in a ceremony, but to include their guests, make their guests feel like they are part of the ceremony as well. That's something that adds a personal touch that I think is very, very important. Right. Another very popular ceremony right now is called the wine box ceremony. And basically what it involves is taking a, a beautiful box of choice of the bride and groom, a bottle of wine, and then the bride and groom writing a love note to each other, sealing it up. We then take the wine box, the bottle of wine, and the love notes and put them on a table at the front where the ceremony is going to take place. And usually after the ring exchange, I include some wording about the fact that the couple is now going to put the bottle of wine into the box along with the love notes. And that at some point, either an anniversary or maybe a challenging time for them, whatever the couple chooses, they will open the box share the wine, and read the love notes that they've written to each other. And then they'll take another bottle of wine, write a couple of more notes to each other, and reclose the box to be reopened again at another future date. So it's a beautiful way of sharing an anniversary or sharing a, a certain special time. One couple opened it up when they had their first child. And then what happens is the longer they do this, be it for an anniversary or whatever, they also have a lovely library of love notes that they've written to each other over the years. And I feel that that really adds a very beautiful touch to the ceremony. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really, um, like I say, it's not just the bottle of wine. It's also the love notes that, that I think really make that very special. Another beautiful and meaningful ceremony is called the hand fasting, which involves taking a cord or a braided cord and loosely tying it around the hands of the couple who's being married. 
What's nice about a ham fasting is, is that you can also include children, perhaps from a prior marriage or other family members in a hand fasting and make it a family hand fasting. What it involves is taking either a braided cord or a regular cord. The bride can make the cord if she's crafty or you can find a lot of hand fasting cords on Etsy. I explained during the ceremony that this represents the symbolic binding of the couple and I also include some more wording about it that, that goes into a little bit more detail. But it, it's very touching because especially if you have a new family that's being formed, it represents tying them together in a, a very meaningful way. Other ceremonies are less used. I've done a ceremony where the bride requested some Wiccan elements and that included a verse called the blessing of the directions which was very beautiful there are also rose exchanges or flower exchanges that can be done between the bride and groom or can include the parents if you talk about the blending of the families or also can be done of course with children so any kind of symbolic blending of a family together is something that's also a very lovely addition in addition to the sand ceremony and the unity ceremony. These are great ideas. Now, just in general, what should a couple be looking for when they are choosing their officiant? Uh, this is a great question, Carrie. <laughs> it's, so, it's so important. Unfortunately, a lot of brides don't consider the importance of an officiant when they're making their wedding plans. They worry about the detail of their dress, and the flowers and the decorations and of course I'm very efficient centric so <laughs> I would encourage any bride including Disney brides to pay a lot of attention to who is going to be performing their wedding ceremony some brides are very happy with a standard ceremony which is absolutely fine however it's my opinion that if you're having a Disney wedding your wedding should also reflect how special the two of you are together. Your ceremony should be as magical as the surroundings. And so the magic involves, in my opinion, customizing your ceremony to make it magical to go along with the surroundings there. A couple also wants their guests to feel like they've witnessed something magical as well. So I would encourage brides to choose an officiant very carefully to interview several officiants and choose the one that they feel is with their philosophy, someone who is enthusiastic about their wedding, someone who's passionate about what they're doing, someone who they feel comfortable with because in my opinion, when you're standing up there getting married, knowing who's standing in front of you and feeling comfortable with that person, number one, makes a couple less nervous, and number two, truly comes across in the ceremony. There's a comfort level and the body language that a couple has with an officiant that makes a wedding ceremony very warm and, and very special. They need to feel that there's a good fit between them and their officiant. I think the couple should choose an officiant who will spend as much time with them as necessary to make sure that their ceremony is exactly what they want it to be, who really understands what they want and who will make that happen. Choosing an officiant, in my opinion, Carrie, should not be a one-size-fits-all decision. 
I think couples should choose an officiant who they think will best enhance their wedding ceremony and make it truly memorable. Like I said earlier, I think the wedding ceremony is the most important part of the day. It's the reason for the day. Exactly. Now, do you have any advice for couples who want to write their own vows? Well, I definitely do encourage couples to write their own vows. It makes their wedding ceremony all the more personal. Many couples are a little bit nervous about writing their own vows. What I tell them is, don't worry about it. What I do is I send them a lot of examples of wedding vows. Many couples find that this helps them get their thought process started as to what they want to say. Some couples will take the examples I send them and modify them so that it fits exactly what they want to say, but use what I send them as the base of what they want to say. There are no rules that say you must say this or you must say that. So everything is 100% flexible. And what the most important part is, is that they shouldn't feel pressured. They should feel like these vows are really coming from their heart and are really saying what they want to say. Well, one of the things that I offer to couples is I say, okay, if you want to keep your vows secret from each other, that's fine. Email me your vows. I then take their vows and I put them on a little index card. And I take that index card and I tuck it inside my officiant book. And at the proper time, I hand that card to whoever, the bride or the groom, is saying their vows. That way, brides and grooms have forgotten vows, <laughs> their vow cards in the past, so I like to be prepared. I hand the card to them at the appropriate time, and then they can say their vows. So there's no need to learn their vows by heart and be afraid of forgetting them when they're standing up there saying them. Just as a note, besides the vows, I also carry some tissues in my officiant book because you never know when they might be needed during a wedding ceremony. And again, you don't want the bride having to pull tissues out of her bodice during a wedding ceremony. <laughs> that's great. The vows are something that's a highlight of every wedding ceremony, I think. They're, they're essential to what the bride and groom are promising each other on their wedding day. There's something that the guests listen to very closely. So you want the selection of vows to be meaningful, but you also want to make it very joyful for the bride and the groom. And I work closely with them to make sure that it's a joyful process. That's great to hear. I know that both of us were very intimidated about writing our own vows. And I think for me, what I had to overcome was this idea that I had to come up with something completely original that no one had ever said before in the history of the universe. And it was just so daunting to me. And when I finally let that go, I was like, okay, I'm going to say something that probably somebody has already said before. I felt better about it. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and they're words from the heart. And words from the heart don't always follow a script. And they don't have to be perfect. Because of the fact that they're coming from your heart, whatever is said there is said in the most meaningful moment in your life. So it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. It doesn't have to be absolutely to the letter. You, if you stumble on a word, that's okay. It's that moment that's the most meaningful. Exactly. Well, this is great stuff. Where can my listeners go to learn more about you and the service you provide? Well, the best place, Carrie, is to start on my website. Uh, my website address is www.lovelyceremonyalloneword.com, and that gives couples a lot of information about my services and what I provide and what my philosophy is about wedding ceremonies. It also includes a link to reviews, 
It includes some photos from recent weddings, includes a link to my blog, and a lot of brides tell me that they read my blog and already feel like they're familiar with me by the time they call me because of what I write on my blog. And of course, my website also includes my contact information. Wonderful. That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice and some things that people can consider when they're starting their own search for an officiant. And I appreciate your taking the time. And thank you so much, Carrie, for taking the time to speak with me today. I absolutely love your podcast, love Disney weddings, and I hope to speak to you again soon and look forward to hearing from Disney brides. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>